Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of CultureCast. This is EXP's official diversity, equity, and inclusion podcast. I'm your host. I'm Cody Gilkison, the Senior Manager of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and co-chair of One EXP. I am here today to talk with a couple of fantastic directors at the Young Professionals Network, and today our topic is teenage tycoons, because both of these guys started their real estate empires uh, as teenagers, which is wild and crazy to me. And when I was a teenager, I think I was still uh, trying to figure out what class I could skip, right? <laughs> so anyway, we have with us today, Gracie Barnhill and Nolan Hill. Um, Gracie, do you want to take a second and introduce yourself? Sure. I am the director of team relations for the EXP Young Professionals located in, and I am located in Birmingham, Alabama. I started in real estate at 19, uh, about a year and a half ago. So I was a teenager, very young. That's fantastic. Nolan, you want to give us a little backstory? Yeah. Um, my name's Nolan Hill. I've been, I am the um, Director of Achievements at the EXP Young Professionals. Um, I got into real estate at 16 years old, um, working as paralegal, and um, I got licensed as soon as I turned 18. And I'm just loving this whole real estate thing. It's awesome. I love that. How in the world did you become a paralegal at 16? Connections, you know, like I went to Vegas with one of my family friends and I was just complaining to him. I was like, I hate my job. I was a host at the time at a restaurant. And he was like, why don't you just come work for me? And I didn't realize he was an attorney. I didn't realize he did anything real estate related until my first day there. And I was like, you know what? I'm jumping in. Let's do it. <laughs> do it. Jump right in. That's fantastic. And Gracie, I know that your story comes from a place of great planning and dedication. Do you want to give oh, people a little bit of that story? Oh, goodness. So I, okay, when I was like 12 or 13, I was... I was a little bit of a brat, a little bit, um, a little bit argumentative. I was president of the debate team. So like any excuse to argue with someone I would take, and I know, a beautiful start to that story, but, um, I had a career prep teacher tell our class that real estate was for women without a career path and you were never going to make much money in it. And me being an angsty preteen, I was like, well, I'm going to show this guy. <laughs> so for that entire school year, like every single project I did was on being a real estate agent, every opportunity to just like make this guy read about being a real estate agent, I would take. And I was so mad and I would go home and tell my dad, but I was like, Gracie, you'd be a great real estate agent. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And all that research I did, all that spite turned into this fascination with it. And so at 14, my dad and I came up with this plan for me to come out of public school so I could homeschool, so I could graduate early. I wanted a year and a half experience with like a regular job um, before getting my real estate license. I quit a month before I turned 19 so I could do all the schooling, take my finals as soon as I turned 19, um, and I was licensed a month later. That's amazing. And 19 is about as early as you can become an agent in your state, right? Right. In Alabama, you got to be 19. So, I mean, I turned 19 a month later, 25 days later, I was ready to sell houses. That's 
amazing. I love that level of dedication. It's so cool. And I think, you know, this episode really is for not only those young folks that are looking at a real estate career, but for the folks out here whose kids you think might, you know, have an interest or might be good at this. This is a we're showing you a game plan that this can be done right. Your, your teenager is not only good for sitting around the house and creating smells, right? Um, <laughs> they also can really make some stuff happen. Um, and I think uh, you guys' stories are, are so fantastic. That's why we call this Teenage Tycoons, right? Because you guys are just, just killing it. But what we're really here to talk about is the fact that being a young person in the real estate uh, field does have its challenges, right? It does have its challenges and people do have biases here. So the first question I want to ask you guys is, how did you navigate potential like age related biases in the real estate industry? And what strategies did you employ to establish credibility for yourself? Whoever wants to take it first. Nolan, you go ahead. All right. <laughs> Um, so I'd say probably like one of the biggest things that I've overcome um, in regards to my age is just like the, I guess, pushback from other agents. Um, literally, I was with a company before EXP and it was just very apparent that, you know, I was the youngest person in the office by 27 years. Like there was no one there who was even remotely similar to me and they let let me know that in subtle ways and even like at an event I was at one time like it, I was my first networking event someone had asked me he was like so what do you think you know about real estate he's like I can tell you're obviously pretty young and I mean it's just stuff like that but you know knowing your stuff knowing the business knowing the back end like i can tell you like i probably know more on the back end than a lot of the agents out there and i'm 20 years old so right. but like it's just you know getting that point across that whether you're a 20 year old agent or a 45 year old agent you could have the same amount of experience or more so age is really just a number in this field yeah, it's so true. And something we see in the real estate business, we always have seen is that the industry is changing day by day, right? While we say that is a is a constant is change for the real estate business. I think in the past few years, that change has been really exponential. It's crazy. So yeah. the people who are coming in and learning what the business is like now, sort of have an advantage over those who know what it was like 20 years ago and are a little more hesitant to change. Right. I really feel that way. Yeah. Um, great. Gracie, same question. How do you navigate these biases about your age and what do you do to establish credibility? When I first started, I was so, so insecure about my age. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do everything I could to hide the fact that I was a teenager selling houses. And I really had this shift at the beginning of 2023 where I had to just say like, okay, either I'm going to do this and be myself and do it my way or I'm out. Yeah. And I looked, I started looking in places that I could find support. I have amazing mentors in my community and the young professionals community. I find a lot of support in Nolan and I have talked about this in depth and like the, the shade and the backlash people are willing to throw 
Mm. It ultimately it became just a standing up for yourself. I'm not going to be spoken to that way. It's not going to go over well. And <laughs> it hurts that agent's credibility to create those problems with other agents. So, I mean, it was just a matter of going in and saying, no, you're not going to speak to me that way. I'm a professional. You should act like a professional too. Yeah, so true. And it's a it's a matter of perception too, and how you manage the perception of potential buyers, right? Is if they if they find out you're a teenager, they could say, Oh, what do they know about the real estate business? But we can easily change that perception to you have any idea how much I had to do as a teenager to become a real estate agent, <laughs> right? Um, like look at what I've accomplished. And and it is this is a this is an industry where I have no choice but to prove myself. So I'm going to do that for you, right? That's right. how you prove yourself is with great sales. So there it is. Yeah. With so, uh, Gracie, we'll stick with you. I want to ask, in what ways do you think being young and having a fresh perspective uh, contributes to innovation and positive change in the real estate sector? I love that question. Being young makes me a lot more dynamic than the agents that aren't willing to change. You know, the I've been doing this, one of my favorite comments is I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. It's like, okay, but you're still doing it the same way you were 20 years ago. And unfortunately, that's just not as effective anymore. So being young and coming in with these fresh ideas, we're shaking things up. And I think it's, it's proven its effectiveness. It's proven that strategy has proven its worth. That's reflected yeah. in my clientele. Totally, I agree with that, and I think it it is uh, it is it is something that that uh, someone who finds himself in that position of being I've been in the business for a long time, I know what works for me. It really is beneficial to pay attention to the young folks and how they're doing their business because you absolutely can teach an old dog new tricks, right? And it right. will make your business better, right? They're they're going to have to struggle to catch up to be able to compete with you. And uh, that's the mindset they have to put themselves in. You have to be able to uh, to, to take on the, the strategies that people are using that are winning no matter what their background is, right? What about you, Nolan? What do you think? Uh, what do you What do you think your youth and young, your fresh perspective brings to the table? Honestly, I think it brings a lot to the table. You know, I one of one thing that I say all the time is that I am so grateful to be to have been born in the time that I was, because. You know, I got a good few of those years of like no technology in, but then right around when I was like, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, that's when we finally started having like portable cell phones being implemented and stuff like that. So, I mean, as we were growing up, we learned all these social media tips and tricks and all this technology. And I feel like, you know, since we have had that growing up, we know so much more on the back end about technology and what we can do for social media and how we can, you know, have this idea in our mind and actually go about and go out and execute it. Like mm. we, I don't know. I just like, I, that's one of my favorite things to say. I'm very grateful for the time period we're in and like the learning that I've been able to do so far. Yeah. I mean, technology is powerful and knowing how to use it is a really, really good asset to know. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I always look at it as um, it's like learning a second language, right? But there's many, many of us who learned that second language in college or in our adult life. But you guys, you're fluent in it because you were born and raised in it, right? Um, that there is a difference between people who grew up inundated in a language and people who learned it later, right? There absolutely is. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm from the, uh, what I like to call the, the, the back half of millennials, like the, the elder millennials. I remember before the internet, right? <laughs> Not just like before, you know, cell phones or, or, or portable gaming systems or anything I'm talking about before the internet period, right? <laughs> Oh, I could never. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how did y'all do it back then? <laughs> the Dewey Decimal System. That's how we did it. <laughs> Libraries in person. Yeah. Um, I don't. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things that it, it's it's part of all of our jobs, not just realtors, but speaking to the professionals here that work in the real estate business on on the staff side. Uh, social media is something you have to know how to do. Right. Oh, yeah. In order to promote Absolutely. yourself, in order to further your career. And that is the scariest thing for me. Could I, yeah. as director of diversity and inclusion for EXP, have a TikTok page and grow my brand? Yes. Can I? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the oh, thought yeah. is terrifying to me. And for you guys, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll just go post, you know, just take, you know, I. That's it's so daunting. I would be like, I need a week to plan my outfit. I need to. <laughs> Honestly, <Yeah>. fair enough. <laughs> I yeah, still do yeah. the same thing sometimes. I'm like, what am I going to wear for next week's video? I'm like, let me do it. <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't thinking for today, but it's fine. <laughs> so um, let's talk about uh, experiences in the real estate business where your age posed challenges or skepticism from clients or those in the industry, like if you've had experiences like that, can you tell us a little bit about those and how you overcame them? Yeah, I can, I'd be happy to tell you. Um, my first closing, my very first like contract close, I was so blessed. The, per the other side of the transaction was my mentor and oh. she was the agent and the seller. Nice. So God bless that woman. She got me through it. Um, <laughs> but my client was, he hated me. He didn't, he was not a state investor. He came in state to see the property after we had been talking for over a month. And when he realized how young I was, like his whole attitude changed. He was calling me a little girl and all this stuff. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It was insane. And I had that experience. I allowed those experiences to happen for months before I had that mindset shift. Um, and then I guess another noteworthy story, I had an agent um, that was, he was like, I've been in lo business longer than you've been alive and let me do what I do, little girl, and you'll get over this, sweetheart. All these like really degrading and demeaning terms and that ended up costing him the deal. The contract was never executed, which is where I had, that's, I had called him to say, Hey, we're missing signatures. And he was like, I know what I'm doing. I've been in business longer than you've been alive. That ended up con costing him that contract when my client wanted out of it. Oof. And yeah, 
So it definitely exists. It happens. I will say as soon as that confidence was established within myself, as soon as I was like, you know what, I'm just going to own it. My clientele shifted and it really changed my success. It really catapulted me into like way, way more, um, profitable opportunities mm. with clients that were enthusiastic about my age. And yeah. Right. I mean, you start marketing yourself as a, as a teenage tycoon, a teenage, a, pro, a real estate prodigy, you know, people start thinking differently about that. Right. Well, just the ability to work and connect with young people, you know, being able to close with 19 year olds is empowering people that are buying their first house, even when they're in their thirties and forties, they, feel reassured in a way by my age it's more comfortable for a lot of people it's true yeah that 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 really actually does that does speak to me and i think that they're uh they're, we're having a moment in real estate history where people are waiting longer and longer in life to to buy their first home yeah. right so anything we can do to encourage teen teens people in their 20s to purchase a home to take that step and move out of renting is powerful for the industry, not just for your business, right? Um, that's the kind of stories people need to hear, right? That this is a possibility for folks and can help you secure your financial future if you take that step rather than remaining a renter, right? I didn't buy my first house until uh, my late 20s. And even then my parents were like, you're buying a house, are you old enough for that? And I'm like, you guys owned your home when you were 19. Like, what is so yeah. different in society now that people are like shocked that I owned a home before I turned 30? You know what I mean? Yes, um, I do. Yeah. Uh, Nolan, you want to take this question about uh, experiences you've had with, with, with folks counting you out due to your age? Yes. Um, so one of like an experience that really comes to me um, happened like literally two months ago. Um, I was selected for our, like to go on a listing appointment and interview with a, a few sellers to list their home in my town here in Atlanta. Um, and I go through the listing appointment. It's absolutely flawless. I think it was probably like my best one. I think I have ever done. And I knew that they were interviewing with other agents, but I was very confident in my work. Right. And sad story. I didn't get the listing, but I wanted to figure out why, like, what can I do better? And so I called the, um, the sellers afterwards and I was like, Hey, like, can you just give me some constructive criticism as to, you know, what's the reason why you did not select me to be your agent? And they were like, your age, like they did not say anything else. They're like, I just feel like you're not qualified to sell our home because of your age. And I was just like, you know what? I respect your opinion. You're entitled to it. And best of luck on your home sale. Honestly, I was like, I appreciate the criticism, but that's nothing that I can change about my business. That's nothing that I can change about myself. Like my age is my age. Um, so I was like, thank you. But I was like, not thank you, I guess. <laughs> like, mm. I was like, I don't mean to be rude, but I was like, I asked for, you know, constructive criticism. There's and they were about like, your age, yeah. yeah. I, right. was like, it's not <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I mean, it's good feedback because now you know what you're facing, but uh, but it's it's sort of like, 
all right, well, I guess I'll just hold off on this until I have gray hair. You right, know? yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, I'll circle back with you in like 10 years, okay? But like, yeah. I, I don't know. But, you know, I have come to the realization that, you know, there are people out there who are not going to want to work with me because I am younger. And I think as a younger agent, the sooner you realize that, the better you're setting yourself up. Because mm-hmm. if I were to like tear my down, my tear myself down every time I didn't um, secure a listing or wasn't able to work with a buyer because of my age, like probably would have quit real estate by now. But mm-hmm. just persevering, like there, like Gracie was saying, there are people out there who do want to work with us because we're younger and because we're innovators and creative and fabulous. So it's just like one, every no is one step closer to a yes. Right. That's fantastic. And, you know, I think one of the best qualities that I've I've ha- seen from a realtor in my experience of being someone who's bought and sold homes in my personal life is sort of audacity, right? It's this sort of like this agent that's like, you tell them, I'd be willing to pay this. And they're like, you need to go in here, right? You know, it's the this gumption you know, this sort of, it's audacity is really the point of the audacity of going in at this offer, you know what I mean? Like, and there is this inborn sense of audacity when you are a teenager in a field filled with folks who are not your age, right? So if audacity is a quality that I'm looking for in a real estate agent, you guys would be the first place I'd look. Because what you're doing being in the business at your age is audacious, right? (laughs) I I love that you mentioned that, Cody, because that's legitimately one of my favorite words. It is my word for 2024. You've got to just have the audacity. You know, I've I've, uh, been surrounded by a lot of agents at times that are super qualified. They're fantastic agents. Um, but I've seen a few that they just don't have the audacity to ask for what they want. Mm. And I hate that for them. But that opens the door of opportunity. You're going to get what you want if you don't ask. That's what my mom always told me. <laughs> <laughs> it opens the door of opportunity for agents who do have the audacity to go in there and say, I'm going to own this. It's mine. And yeah. I, I just love that you used that word. Yeah, it's good. I'm, I've, I've been... There's some words bouncing around in my head. There was this thing going around. I don't know if you've seen it on Facebook, but Merriam-Webster Dictionary had a post where it's one of these really fast-moving GIFs of a bunch of different words. And take a screenshot, and whatever word it lands on is what your word is going to be for 2024. And I'm owning mine. Mine for 2024 was preposterous. And a lot of what I want out of life is preposterous. So let's go, right? Um, That sort of audacity, you know, it's the same kind of vibe. Um, Let's talk about, uh, I want to take a step back and talk about mentorship, right? Considering the importance of mentorship in any field, but especially in the real estate field for folks that are coming in new. You mentioned this a little bit, Gracie, about your first transaction being with your mentor. But can you talk about the role that mentors have played in your journey to becoming team tycoons? Yeah, Nolan, do you want to start? Yeah, so I don't know if I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna just go for it. So uh, with mentors in real estate, honestly, I have not had many. I have never actually hired a mentor or had like an actual mentor. 
I would consider people who I've worked with along the way to be considered mentors. Like for example, um, the attorney who hired me, um, he showed me a lot of the ropes on like how loans work, how title works and literally just like Georgia and Florida law. Like, I feel like you gave me a quiz on it. I'll get a hundred. No, like hundred percent, even two years later. Like I am so grateful for that man. Um, and then I did actually have a partner for um, in business for about a year. And um, she really just like poured a lot of knowledge into me. Um, it was never like a mentor mentee type relationship, but um, I'm just really grateful for her, Deborah Pelletera. Um, like she just really poured everything she knows into me. And I guess maybe you can consider that a mentor, but yeah. I mean, yeah, but. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel? I, I want to touch on that a little bit. Do you feel that folks in your age bracket might, might take to mentorship a little bit better if the mentorship presented it as a partnership? Honestly, yes and no. Only if the, only I say, well, I name dropped here. So um, <laughs> if the partnership doesn't last, then I would say no. Yeah. Um, but Good point. Besides that, I oh, think um, as long as, you know, if you want to go into a partnership, here's my advice. Literally just put everything on paper, exactly how you guys are going to be operating as a partnership. And if you want to look at that as a mentorship, two birds with one stone, right? But I do also see the benefit of having it being separate. Right. That's fair. What about you, Gracie? You had a more formal mentorship. I did. So my upline within EXP, I've had two incredible mentors, Jenny Williams and Stephanie Brumbelow. And those are both very successful agents that, I mean, I, I couldn't have gotten this far without them. Um, you know, Jenny formally coaches or coached. I don't know if she's still... I think she does. Um, and she just like, she will pour into anyone that asks for it. Bless that woman. I have called her late at night, freaking out about things. And she's <laughs> like, she is always like, let's come up with a game plan. Stephanie's the same way. They like, I cannot, I, there's never going to be a way that I could thank them enough for the ways that they've like supported me and poured into me and educated me. Mm. I just, it's so important to have, to, in my opinion, it's so important to have a mentor that you know, love, and trust. Um, you know, they were strangers to me when I got started. Mm -hmm. And that, they didn't, I didn't have to go beg for their help. I just asked and they were immediately like, what can I do to help you? Surrounding yourself with that kind of support system is so important. And I'm just very blessed to have them. That's fantastic. I love hearing that. And, you know, I, I always say our 1EXP resource groups are a great way to go and find a mentor. It's also a great way to find um, colleagues, right? Peers. I think that's really, really important. Um, I've got people in my life and people in my professional life that I would consider every single one of them, if you looked at what our relationship really boils down to, we're mentoring each other, right? I think that is the way community works when it's working correctly, right? And I think YP does that for each other. I think yeah. you could both 
easily list off uh, a page full of things that Eden has taught you, right? I think I could easily sit here and rail off stuff that Jessica Nieto has taught me. She's not my formal mentor. Um, I teach her a lot. She teaches me a lot. That's the way things go. Fee Gentry did the same thing for me. I think my team, um, Stephanie and Morgan, those are people that I learn from every single day. And that's the way you should be building teams. If we're talking on the staff perspective, right? If we've got any managers here, you should be hiring people who can teach you something, right? We're not hiring underlings. That's not the way that the world works. If you want to be really successful, I'm successful because I take what I can learn from the brilliant Stephanie Pernat and the masterful Morgan Johnson. And I curl it up in a ball with what I already know and push that ball down the hill and it becomes this big snowball that gets me exactly what I want every time. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you cracked the code. So mentorship is a two-way street, but it's not just a two-way street. Honey, it's a cul-de-sac, right? <laughs> we can all learn from each other. We can learn from every experience and every conversation we have and take something from it. So I think that's, that's mentorship is, is fantastic. And you have to sort of think outside of the box for mentorship. I've never been somebody that's formally had a, this person is my mentor, right? But my eyes are always open, right? That's important. I I think within YP, we've got, you know, all the state leaders have to collaborate regularly. And I just love the way that an agent can drop a comment in our group chat and you've got 59 state leaders who will respond, well, not all of them respond, but who will get in there and collaborate and say, hey, this is what I would do. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, this is what my buyer presentation looks like right now. And I, I mean, I just love the way that we collaborate, the way that we come together. Um, I have found so much support and so much guidance there through the level at which we collaborate. We've got wildly successful agents in that group. And we've got people that got started a month ago. You know, it's it's a very diverse group. I love that. I love that so much. And let's so a question that I like to ask, and, and this one I think you guys are going to do good at is real estate is a sector that's historically marked by a lack of diversity. That's a fact. Right. In what ways do you think your success contributes to breaking down barriers for other underrepresented groups? Gracie, do you want to start that one off? I can. That's a big I one. Would, I would say a lot of my clientele has, you know, with that mindset shift I keep referring to, my clientele shifted pretty drastically um, to young people. And I can't tell you how many times I have heard from young home buyers that they had worked with an agent and that agent, like, treated them poorly because of their age someone getting angry at having to explain what earnest money is to somebody that's 22 years old they're not gonna it's literally our job they're not gonna know unless we educate them that's what we get paid to do and so i think that you know in a lot of ways you've got some agents out there that are willing to degrade and demean their clients and you're blocking people from achieving that dream of homeownership mm. because of a bad attitude. And so I'm very grateful for the ways that I've been able to connect with those young people 
um, to help them achieve a goal that they might have been, a dream that they might have abandoned because of the way that an agent had treated them in the past. Right. So I think that's, if they're not represented, it's it becomes a lot harder to buy a house. Yeah, it's very, very true. And I think other, you know, folks in, in other minorities, other than the youth minority in the real estate business can look at your success and say, man, if they can do it, right? Maybe I could do it too, right? I, if you have found your niche, I live amongst my niche. Why can't I do it, right? I think that's a, it's, it's beautiful. It's great. You want to take this question, Nolan? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I believe that part of my success contributes to, you know, representing um, other underrepresented groups because um, as a young gay male in the real estate industry, um, when the first thing, one of the first things when I did when I got in is I looked up what does your average realtor look like, and back in 2021 when I looked it up, it was a 56 year old white woman, and I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I am none of those things. Okay, except white. Sorry. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, but I was like, but I was like, you know, that's very vanilla, you know, and I think that you know possibly I come at a little birthday cake surprise here, you know, like some little flavor in that vanilla, you know? Um, so just, you know, coming in here, I found at a young age, like, you know, I love doing this. And if I can do this in like a field of older white women as a 20 year old gay male, like I feel like I, any other young gay male who wants to come in here can do it and do it flawlessly just like I have, you know? It's so, so true. I, yeah. I mean, and, once glass ceilings are broken, they're, they stay broken, right? You know yeah. what I mean? So it doesn't matter who breaks them. And even like um, at EXP, our pride network, like that is such a fabulous community of, you know, LGBTQ agents. And um, I, I really love that group. Like, I feel like I connect with the agents who make posts in there even more than, you know, the agents who just post in the other groups because mm -hmm. we share that in common. Yes, it's like that, that does, our sexuality does not make who we are, but we share that in common. So it's something that we can, you know, commingle on. And yeah, exactly. I, I don't know, I just and like- what, you know, and, and these resource groups also are great for, when we're talking about people that are facing similar challenges to you, right? Because not only as a young agent, but also as a queer agent, you have unique challenges when it comes to landing, keeping, attracting clients, right? Yeah. And this is a group of people who've all had that same struggle. So here is a group of people that you can use, like we talked about either earlier as your cul-de-sac of mentorship, if you want to, you know, move people in. Um, I think, uh, one exp i just can't i can't speak highly enough about it it's i, I know I, I have a personal stake i've got the banner on the guest bed behind me but um one exp is, is a way for for people from all these different diverse backgrounds to learn from each other and that's why i tell people all the time you do not have to be a young professional to join young professionals if you think that there's something you could learn from the experience of people like gracie people like nolan people like Eden, people like Kimberly, right? 
then you come in here, you join the group, come to one of their Friday masterminds, right? And see what you can get out of that. It's the same thing with the Black EXP Network. It's the same thing with EXP Latino. It is definitely the same thing with the Pride Network, right? These are all groups where you can come in and see someone who has struggled, even if it's not your struggle, someone who has struggled against bias and succeeded. And how did they do that? And every single one of us encounters bias of some sort, right? Even we talk about the stereotypical realtor being a white woman in her mid-50s. That white woman in her mid-50s still experiences bias, even though she's the leader in the real estate business, right? Because she's a woman in America. <laughs> so um, we have we have so much coming this year from 1EXP, and I think it's... Uh, particularly i think 2024 is going to be the year of the woman um so okay well i'm looking forward to it stamping that <laughs> we've got a lot of really cool stuff coming and and i'm excited i'm excited to see what you guys bring to the table too so last question i want to leave it with and you can take as long as you want with this one or as little as you want with it but what advice would you give to a young individual aspiring to enter the real estate business Find your tribe, find your people, figure out who to surround yourself with. When I first started, I'm not going to name drop the company. When I first started, I joined a brokerage that in my first week, in my first seven days, they told me four times they hated agents under 40. I was 19. I had just turned 19 years old and I, that discouraged me so much. And so when I moved to EXP, um, you know, I didn't know that I was joining a RevShare organization and it ended up being the biggest blessing to me and to my career because I was instantly surrounded by people who not only were like, okay, another agent to collaborate with, but people who were excited to collaborate with me because of my age, because of my perspective and that, I mean, that was, that's huge. It's a huge turning point in my career where I can recognize, like, without those people, I would have, I mean, I'd be miserable, you know, and I find the same thing in the EXP Young Professionals, where I'm surrounded by a tribe of people who all want to see you succeed. I thought, you know, you always hear real estate is like sharks and it's cutthroat and blah, blah, blah. And there are. You know, there are those people out there, but if you can find your tribe, they are cheering for you. They want to see you succeed, even at the times where you are directly competing with each other. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's huge. And also surrounding yourself with agents that are successful, agents who are or have been where you're going, where you want to go. That is huge for young people because otherwise, what do we know about the real estate industry? You can get an outside perspective, but for that insider info, for that industry-specific info, you just got to get in and do it. So that is my number one thing. Find a friend that can introduce you to more friends. It's all about networking. Your network is your net worth, as they like to say. Ooh. Find your tribe. I love that answer. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Nolan, that. follow that. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, okay, I got to top that. Okay. Um, but, okay, my advice I would recommend, just do it. Like, if you're thinking about getting into the real estate industry, 
just go and do it. Go and start the courses. Go and take your exam. Go and join a brokerage. Like, just do it. I can't tell you like as how many times I was sitting there thinking while I was doing my courses. I was like, what am I doing? I was like, <laughs> I was literally sitting here like the summer before my first semester of college, like cramming in my real estate courses. And I was like, I'm not even in college yet. And I'm sitting here trying to get a state license to sell like $300,000, $400,000 homes. I was like, I have like $100 in my bank account. Like, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. like, and I'm like, but, but, you know, I just kept going. I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to help people. I want to sell homes. Like, and that's why I got in the industry. So it's just like, don't let your thinking of, I can't do this, stop you from doing it because I was thinking those same things and here I am now. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, your age, it matters your drive and how much you want it. Mm -hmm. And I think the sooner you realize that, the sooner you'll get to where you wanna go. That's amazing. You had the audacity to do it. That's it. There you go. That is what that is what it is. The audacity to do it. Gosh, if I would have known that it was something I could do back when I was paying my way through college working jobs at the mall, you know what I mean? <laughs> you could tell me there was something I could do and use my time and my personality better than earning my when I started working, um my my first retail job was was at Bath and Body Works. I was a stockroom manager. And as a member of the management team, my paycheck was Five sixty-five an hour, right? <laughs> Working twenty hours a week, um, so we had to have a couple of those jobs. You know what I mean? But there was a better path for me. I just didn't have the audacity, and this is a lesson that I'm learning now. If I could rewind the clock, I could have paid my way through college. Maybe even realized earlier that college probably wasn't for me because it really wasn't in the long run in hindsight, <laughs> and just started making money, right? with the audacity to do so. That's brilliant. I love that. That's the word of the episode. I want to thank you guys for joining me. Um, it's been such a treat. I was so excited when I saw this on my calendar for today. I, I had forgotten because it was the weekend and I got up and I was like, oh, I got to record a podcast episode. Oh, it's this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be hype all week now because we had this conversation. Um, yeah. This is our first episode of 2024 and boy, we're starting off right um thank you so much for being here and uh for more about diversity equity and inclusion you can find us on workplace just search exp dei you can find one exp by searching one exp you can also find young professionals on workplace and as always i ask you please hit that like and subscribe button on this episode and let's continue the conversation you can also find this if you are watching on any platform and would like to use a different one we're on YouTube if you like the video, if you like to see our pretty faces. Otherwise, if you like to, like me, listen in the gym, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbay. Until next time, thank you very much, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for having us, Cody. I appreciate the conversation. Yeah, thank you, Cody. This has been awesome. <laughs> You're so <laughs> welcome. We'll have you back sometime. Sorry. <laughs> All right.